0: well
1: and we are doing our we did this at the beginning of last year when we podcasted started our podcast process and that is our year in review so we are now we are in 2021 but we are reviewing dun 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 2020, <laughs> which old dumpster fire. has quite um, quite a year of weird reviews. So these are our most memorable moments, which are just things stuck in our memory. Not necessarily always positive, but that's yeah. what we're going through.
0: And um, I feel like compared to last year when we did it, we had our own list of moments. But I feel like this time we're just going to talk and Maybe we have a shared moment. Maybe we have two sides of a moment. Maybe we have two moments that were happening at the same time for each other. So yep. this one be, will we'll be a little bit more cohesive instead of separate, I guess.
1: Yeah, I agree. We kind of had our own things in 2019 and 2020 was a very togethery type of year for us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So um, I'm going to start with January. And we're going to start with technically the last night of 2019 going into 2020 we went to a new year's eve party at um a friend's uh house they have yeah, a it was
0: their house because they, they so this this is the woman who uh was like the head of uh recruiting at hr at sweetwater her name was missy or her name missy. is missy she's still love on, but missy <laughs> Um, The funniest thing about Missy was that she previously had friends before us, like moving here from Erie. And so was very aware of how delicious Smith hot dogs Mm, were. So anytime we went to Erie, she would always ask if we can go grab her some. some.
1: So she loved me. I've met her a handful of times and I guess I was very impressionable upon her. But she invited us to her New Year's Eve party. Um, Her husband is a contractor. Mm -hmm. Husband, boyfriend, they're married. Yeah.
0: I think now they are, I I don't know if they were at the
1: time. But he's a contractor, so he has a large garage, but it's it's a building. Like, it's a whole house building. But the top half of it has a whole bar in it, and it's awesome. And they do a um, lip-syncing contest, and I almost... One. Yeah. I almost won. Right. So she was
0: in the lead for quite some time until yes. some, some dude came out of nowhere.
1: He someone sang the piano man or some classic song and you get the whole crowd singing along with you and obviously people love it. But so I sang, um why oh, can't I remember the song? I don't remember. I got my ticket for the long way round. That one. Two bottle whiskey for the way. I can't remember I I just can't remember the name of the song. Maybe that's what it's called. Um, but the version, so they played it over the loudspeaker and then you would sing along with it or lip sync to it at the front of the stage. So the version I chose was Lulu in the Lampshade version, which is a much more rustic sounding version than the one that came out of, um, Pitch Perfect. And, uh... Yeah. The crowd went wild. I was obviously fantastic at singing, lip syncing, whatever I was doing to it. And I was this underdog because no one really, like we didn't know a lot of people at this party or anybody at this party. And I think they just saw me, this like skinny young white girl show up and be like, "Mm, she didn't know know anything. And I, man, everyone, they loved it. It was great. So that was a really great moment because there was some money involved in this prize. And then- Again, I think the piano man, whoever sang that, he ended up winning, which was rude, but (laughs) that's okay. It was a really, really fun night. Um, They had really delicious drinks at the bar, and everyone was kind of hammered, but it was it was cool. I think also that was like one of the first times we've gone to an all adult party—not like college kids or just us with our friends in our twenties. It was like more people who are in their thirties and forties, and yeah that just it's a different mood but it's fun it you know they're still pretty good mm-hmm. so yeah that's my january moment what about you ronwell
0: i mean i would, I would probably have the same i don't know i yeah. didn't really have a january moment to like yeah contribute so i'm i'm cool with that one
1: i think january was pretty it's just like a that, normal was, january yeah cold gray
0: working that's working
1: boring january okay on to february february i'll let Boom. you go first
0: well, February I think is the same for us, yeah, um just two sides of this coin of my thirtieth birthday, where I was surprised with a birthday party because I just assumed By that me. I would do uh you know a simple thing um my thought process was I get it that it's my thirtieth birthday, but it's also Valentine's Day yeah all of our friends and Erie are all couples and they would want to hang out with each other, yeah, and so
1: this I was is like the thing. yeah, let's we- just do that. We were going to Erie. Where did we go to dinner? It was really good. Uh, The Cork. The Cork, yes, Mm -hmm. because Erie has gotten on the nice restaurant scene phase, and the Cork had had been like recently opened, and we went there for dinner, and that was really fun. And so in our trip planned to Erie, because Ronwell, being the wonderful son that he is, said, my mother should see me on my 30th birthday. We made a trip to Erie for his birthday. So, you know, because he's... For those of listening, you should probably all know, his birthday's on Valentine's Day, which is generally an in a coupled, you know, thing. You don't hang mm-hmm. out with your buddy on his on Valentine's Day. But so he you felt so bad. You didn't want to ask anyone to like get together at someone's apartment or someone's house and celebrate your birthday. And it just I was like, Ronald, this whole weekend is so self- list for you like we are traveling to erie for your mother for your birthday you don't want to see any of your friends because you don't want to impose so i went behind ronwell's back and i messaged some girlfriends and i was like i understand this might be a little bit of a stretch but would you all sacrifice saturday night so we can get together from like we're going to dinner and then after dinner we're gonna say i'm gonna say we i have to pick up something from kia's apartment and could you guys surprise us there? It's going to be like eight thirty or eight o'clock or something. Um, and we did, and it was really fun. It was wonderful. Yeah, A big was old
0: surprise. Like yep. they had a little Christmas tree. Seth and Kia had uh, decorated it with pictures of me and like everyone. <laughs> and and pictures of you Ron throughout and the Times year. Tree and Ronnintine's yeah, Day. It was so good. And
1: we still but have the
0: the little signs. The little she made, sign yeah.
1: that says Ronnintine's Day.
0: Yep. So. So. Yeah. Loved it.
1: That was really fun. I thought that was really special. And it was good to see them all because we're always trying to see absolutely everyone when we visit Erie. Yeah. So. We miss them all. We do. <laughs> a lot. Okay. That's February. It was. March. Okay, friends. March gets kind of hairy here. The most memorable moment for me was like early March. Okay. <laughs> it was like March 8th or 9th or something. It was a weekend. Meredith and Stephen came traveling to Fort Wayne with their friend fatiha who's from morocco Mm -hmm. and um we all celebrated meredith and mine's birthday early because meredith was in town our birthday's at the end of march it was early march when we were all still allowed to see each other and be with each other and stuff um but that was really fun because we had friends over and uh fatiha showed us how to make uh bread this really delicious like oil soaked uh Moroccan bread and I showed her how to make sourdough bread which is totally different than the bread that they make in Morocco and um whenever I look back at those photos from that weekend I just think about how wonderful everything was before the rest of 2020. (laughs) It's so funny that
0: like that's not my memorable moment I almost forgot about it like most of my stuff that I remember is based off of what's in my journal yeah because I forget everything sure um but now that you're saying it, I have pictures in my phone and everything, and I'm remembering that day, that weekend. Yeah. And like we had a whole meal where we ate Moroccan style with just just our hands. Yeah. And like and a bread. shared meal, like right mm-hmm. in the middle, and how that would never happen right now.
1: No. Not no. culturally, not for us. You know, yeah, not, not here York, at all.
0: Like, wouldn't be a group like that many people Mm -hmm. around the table we would not eat with our hands
1: yep we had a bunch of friends who came over and we all had drinks and yeah that was like the last fun party thing that we that i did in 2020 before the dumpster fire began (laughs) so (laughs) what's your memorable moment
0: uh mine is uh the photo shoot i did for your birthday
1: oh yeah mm-hmm.
0: so that was so fun for so those of you who don't know like you've probably seen the pictures Zondra's making sundra is wearing uh, a wonder woman romper and uh she has like blue and red lights behind her and stuff like that but that was like on her actual birthday weekend and that mm-hmm. was after like full lockdown yeah measures of the of like the country when it's started where everyone happening. started freaking out and like, COVID. i mean if you think about it now it's worse now than it was then oh but yeah. we're doing less restrictive things now than we did then but Super
1: great. whatever regardless
0: <laughs> um all i did was get a white sheet that we had from our bed hang it up in front of a window mm-hmm. Um i had a few smart light bulbs that could change color put them in our uh, bedside lamps <laughs> and like laid the bedroom these looks la- so funny yeah it was crazy <laughs> i had put these lamps like on their sides and like all this stuff <laughs> um and just used my iphone for the pictures because uh, you they, had just
1: bought the new one that yeah, they had,
0: had. it was the iphone 11 pro whatever a
1: picture capacity
0: yeah so i figured you know we we did do a lot of stuff for your birthday two weeks prior with meredith but like I felt really bad that we couldn't go and do anything for your yeah. actual birthday day. Because we had so. had
1: plans to see friends, and then we were all like, "Oh, well, maybe COVID is real, so we won't all hang out." Ever yeah. Again. So <laughs> I did my best to
0: like do something that we didn't have to leave the house for, and that was still fun, and mm-hmm. like we, I think we really enjoyed ourselves, and I got really good yeah. pictures, and we had bubbles and our and Kirk and. I actually just yeah.
1: remembered something that. In February happened, but didn't feel very real for a little bit because mm. of whatever. But in February is when I got uh, that second job at the hospital. I became the rapid, rapid? response nurse. Oh. Yeah, I interviewed and accepted it. So, I um, for those I know of that
0: you had the job, but I forgot that happened in February. Yeah,
1: so did I. Um, but so for those of you who are listening, I work in the surgical trauma neuro intensive care unit at. My hospital but my um i have a lot of certifications and specialty things so that makes me really cool and as my little sister calls it she tells me i'm a swiss army knife nurse or like multi-tool nurse because i can do all these different things but uh, my unit is responsible for providing what is called the rapid response nurse for the hospital uh, this is often referred to as a stat nurse or um, as the resource nurse. So um, I get a phone and I get a pager, and I um, start my shift and just pretty much I'm I'm supposed to monitor and look at the charts of patients. Uh, throughout the whole hospital, there's um, a way that it organizes if they're, uh, it's called a deterioration index, but there's a score that is created that um, pretty much just puts people at risk for, you know, getting sick or whatnot. So I sort of round through the hospital and I ask people, how are you doing? How are your patients doing? Is there anyone you're worried about? Should I take a look at them? Um, and I get calls. I go to all the uh, Code Blues um I do a lot of other stuff. So, yeah, I had applied for that job uh, because there was an opening in February. And then I was offered and accepted it. And I started training in March, which was a very bizarre time to train for that job because the face of the hospital system was changing. And so um, the things that I was learning, at least, was cool and all. But, um, I, you know, we weren't doing elective surgeries and other things like that. So it just... It, our population just kind of changed and got a little different, but anyways, sorry. March, February, March.
0: Yeah, I did have a, a side note of what March was a, like—a memory of that time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, not a positive one, but as oh. a memory nonetheless. Um, so p- March is when at Sweetwater, uh, they had us started working from home. Was um, it April or March? It was in March. Oh it was the end of march yeah but most of april was when we had to deal with it but um that's for those of you who know like i eventually ended up quitting that's actually uh, my april Mm. thing to remember that that i quit at sweetwater yeah so this goes from march into april for our april talk um but march is definitely the time where i just it nothing was clicking for me yeah um so i guess i'll just go right into april and talk about it but um, so I eventually quit Sweetwater, uh, sales was just not for me and it put a lot of stress on me as an individual. And, uh, <laughs> the best way I can describe it, I mean, all of you who are listening know that I used to, you know, teach music at prep. And for me, it was, I loved what I did, just not where I was at Sweetwater. I loved where I was, but not what I did. Yeah. Um, I won't say that my experience uh, reflects everyone's experience at Sweetwater. It was a stressful time for all of us. Um, For the beginning of the pandemic, it did the opposite at Sweetwater that it did for most retailers, where most retailers who were physically in place, like everything was closed. So you couldn't like people were losing jobs because they couldn't sell anything. It was the opposite at Sweetwater. Since so many people were at home, they were trying to find things to buy. That they needed for Zoom calls, that they wanted to start a hobby because they're just home bored. So we were literally overwhelmed with people trying to buy things because their local stores were closed and we were, us and Amazon were the next best place to get <laughs> this stuff. To order things, yeah. So just being overworked for that extent and then having people just be a little abrasive and unreasonable was just too much. Um, but again, still won't discount that there are there are people who love what they do there and it is a great place to work it just was not for me yeah um, that eventually turned into a long time of not having a job <laughs> so which is kind of frustrating but that's when that happened it was in april was when i quit my job at Sweetwater.
1: yeah i don't really have anything for april um because that's when my <coughs> The only thing I did was my job and then come home and hang out. Uh, I tried to... Well, I did make a lot of sourdough bread and started giving that to my neighbors because that was something that I felt to connect people. Um, I will never forget the eerie feeling of going to the store the end of March and April and the weird empty shelves and... um, that just was like holy cow this is crazy but yeah. i don't didn't do anything in april <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because I, I just we didn't so i didn't really have I, anything well
0: i will say so like for me personally on that end after april after quitting i went into this like cuz you know right before quitting i was just like sad mm-hmm. upset angry all the time and then after quitting it just like all of it disappeared and i went into like this six week binge of being super productive in, at our house. Yeah. Like, I was happy. I was doing things. That's when we built our garden. So
1: oh, that yeah. would be our
0: mm-hmm. my next memory of just, like, putting so much effort into making a garden. Like, raised beds, getting all the stuff, um, planting everything and having a successful like overly successful garden <laughs> for most garden. of it there was one thing that i planted that was not successful which was carrots carrots they, nothing were, out of that.
1: they were useless <laughs>
0: and then we had that surprise uh sunflower which was cool but overall it was an awesome experience Yeah. Um, with making that garden i will say after it was just this weird like ebb and flow after six weeks of doing all productive yeah, stuff in the house and, may. yeah like end of may it just went downhill again because i was just <laughs> like i don't have a job what am i doing like Is
1: that when the minecrafting started
0: <laughs> uh i don't know i never really put that down <laughs> i think it happened earlier than that but I normal didn't really... got
1: pretty serious into minecrafting and made yeah, all of the houses we ever lived in in minecraft world
0: yeah but I, it's not wasn't one of my most memorable things It so just yeah.
1: <laughs> i remember it you were sure. trying to show me how cool it was <laughs> and i was like oh my god
0: but i will say around the time of me being like upset again for being jobless i don't know i just had this outlook on myself that i was not being useful at home when i could be working but also like it was in the middle of pandemic so they yeah. Like many other people could not find a job.
1: Well, and for myself too, I, um, my career is at the center of everything. Yeah. Oh, maybe that, that's what, what, did that happen in April? Meredith. Well, I didn't know who it was. I had a secret admirer who was Meredith who started sending me gifts via Amazon. Hmm. um, And, it just was little things.
0: Um, yeah, you kept thinking it was me.
1: Yeah, maybe that was a yeah, May. Was I accused a lot of people. Yeah. I definitely a accused Ronwell. People. I accused Meredith. She was the first person I accused. And she was like, no, it's not me. I don't know who's doing it. I don't. I don't remember how long that went on for. It was definitely like uh definitely like three or four months and it was often pineapple items like i Mm -hmm. I literally got like pineapple tidbits like the food and then um a pineapple i don't know glasses and a shirt and uh other stuff so but that was really fun i thought i think a lot of um that was when nursing got put on the map obviously within march and then april and may and it still is on the map but Uh, when a lot of my family members and I started having more conversations about my job and what I do and, uh, you know, the seriousness of of it. Um, I'm very thankful that at least for the first wave of COVID that occurred within the spring, uh, my hospital was very prepared and we never needed to do or use all the preparations that we had for the COVID um, overwhelm that we were expecting, the admissions of patients. There were definitely sick people, right? There were definitely like Really sick COVIDs so that came in, but um, it was not nearly as drastic and dramatic as what the second wave was that happened this past fall. Um, so that was refreshing. I know that some of the horror stories that were coming out of New York City and Detroit and California and things like that. So, but at any rate, okay, I think that's April, May. I don't really have much for May either. Just, that's fine. It's just well, the beginning that's of... I-
0: with that All brings us that. to June, though. What June. I where I was getting okay, yeah. Red, June, what back, but
1: would you have for June?
0: Uh, getting Jane.
1: Getting Jane. Jane is our June. Yeah. Oh, Miss Jane.
0: See, so <laughs> I let's get this clear. I love Jane,
1: <laughs> but Jane our was memory my of idea. getting Jane. <laughs>
0: The memory of getting Jane is positive for Sandra, negative oh for me. Oh, my
1: God, Ron. You're just so analytical and worrisome. So here's the thing. Kirk is a great dog. We love him. But he's playful, and he wants to play. And I don't want to play with him all the time, but he requests for me to play. And Ron Wells made a pretty stern you know, barrier with Kirk that Kirk doesn't request Ron to play. And I'm the only fun one around here, so <laughs> I have to play with Kirk all the time, which is exhausting. And I always thought, two dogs is great. Let's do two. So I started... Looking, I started looking through petfinder.com and I was trying to find a dog that would qualify well for Ronwell because he we didn't want another Kirk. Kirk is great, love him, but he took a lot of work when we first got him. So we thought about a puppy because again, Ronwell didn't have a job, we had to do something around the house, i.e., him. But then I found this wonderful description of the dog it says she's laid back, really chill, good with dogs good with kids which really didn't matter but like she's great she's about 50 pounds so she's less than our 70 pound dog kirk and that it'll be great so we met her and we loved her and we took her home yep and that was the beginning of jane
0: (laughs) my side of the story (laughs) was that Sandra was like hey we're getting a second dog and i said we shouldn't get a second dog because second dog costs more money and right now you're the only one making money And to me, it just felt silly that we were going to add an expense to our home when we already lost a second income. So that's one thing. Number two, it was just the timing of everything. Because we were going to go to Erie that weekend. Yes. And we were going to uh, have a friend here in Fort Wayne take care of Kirk. And we were going to go to Erie and stay with friends instead of family like we normally do. And then we got Jane anyway. And it was like this throws the wrench in all of our plans like (laughs) now we either like we're not gonna take a brand new dog that we don't know anything about to erie or we're not gonna leave a brand new dog with a friend who's never like seen this dog we don't know how she's gonna be with kirk like this is a lot so throughout the week we kept doing all these things to like we We decided that we weren't going to erie and then we decided that we were and
1: i drove to my friend's house but half hour away so we could see what she did in the car
0: yeah and then we tried like what if we only took her but then we found out within a day she doesn't care if we leave the house but would freak out if kirk was gone Mm -hmm. even though she hadn't really like attached herself to kirk she did not like being the only dog yeah so like ultimately we took both dogs but then we had both dogs at a like at your mom's house which to me like i know that your mom is totally cool with us having dogs there but i just felt like a burden that we're adding a second dog that we don't even know if like if she's gonna be okay right this, like we've had this dog for less than a week like what yeah, if we Ron had left really that dog thoughtful. there and like <laughs> she pooped or peed and, like i just felt that was a lot of responsibility that we were putting on your mom if we had left but and we so, brought
1: jane and kirk with us yeah everything we went, went fine it was fine yeah
0: i'll still like I understand that everything went fine, but it was just, to me, very angering that we were just like, that you decided that let's all do this when we could have waited like a week.
1: But Jane.
0: Yeah, whatever. Now we have Jane. Jane is a lovely dog. She is I lovely. love her now. <laughs> uh, I mean, I loved her then. I was just mad at the idea of Jane, like all that, but everything's great now.
1: <laughs> so that was June. Mm-hmm. Uh, July.
0: Midsummer stuff. You got in For know. me, it was all about, uh, didn't do
1: anything in July. Didn't well, we? most
0: of the summer for me was figuring out what the heck am I going to do next? Yeah. So it was back and forth of like, do I, uh, I had already gotten my Indiana license. Yeah. I had already taken teaching care license. of that. Wow. Well, yeah. Teaching license. Uh, while I was still working at Sweetwater cause it just made sense to do it. It was cheap. Um, and in in Pennsylvania you get your second level license and that's like $300 and mm. transfer <laughs> here in Indiana it was paperwork. 35 so it was super easy yeah um so i had gotten that taken care of i started looking at local school districts and like redoing my resume and like that was quite the eye opener of having someone like look at my resume and really give me like good feedback so anyone listening like if you <laughs> ever have to look at your resume the worst thing about your resume is that you tend to work on it after you have left a job or mm-hmm. right at the end of like leaving a job. And you usually like in my case, anytime I've left a job, I was in a negative mindset. Yeah. So everything I put on my resume, even though it's all true, was all in a very like monotone, like this is my responsibility. That's it. Yeah. Whereas I had a friend look at look at it and tell me like you need to put all your responsibilities and rewrite them as accomplishments. You mm, need to make yes. it seem like everything you did was for the benefit of the company, not just a task that you had to do. And so that really opened my eye. Like, I'm glad I had like months away from doing my job to mm. then do my resume because um, it took me away from being in that negative mindset. And it was just completely eye-opening. Yeah. To just like rewrite my resume and then go back and look at the original file and see how completely different it was, yeah, um Resumes. but yeah, and at the time okay. I was lo- like applying for jobs, uh I had not gotten anything, so it was still kind of frustrating, nothing for teaching, and that's when I decided like maybe I'll go into being a teaching assistant, my my Thought process with, with that is that I had a con- I would have a consistent job in a d- school, so that I can get back to being used around children. Because my goal was to be an elementary music teacher, not a high school music teacher again. Um, if all else fails, my my idea was like I guess I'll just, uh, excuse me, I'll apply to a local trade school and like mm, pick up yeah. a trade. I do remember I was talking was about I that. It was I mean when I was in high school, it was like I'm either going to be a mu- music teacher or like a carpenter. Like, that was, like, back up. But...
1: I think I remember what I did in July. Or maybe I did it in June. I paid off all my student loans. That was cool. Yeah. Yeah. That was a pretty cool feeling. I was like, whoa. We just... They had just done the stimulus check. And then through work, we had had an incentive program to pay down a loan if you promised year of service, years of service. So, yeah. I think that's what I did in the summer. I made my last payment on my undergraduate student loans, which not everyone uh, gets that ability to do and that's okay if you got to go low and slow do it but i
0: i mean i'm still going
1: yeah yes my job I mean, had gave that honest, to me I and so did the stimulus check it <laughs> since it's been frozen mm, yeah which is fine it's gonna
0: stay frozen
1: federal student loans are dumb anyways July. i mean
0: as of right now it's frozen for until september again
1: i know sweet shit as it should be
0: but yeah so that brings us to like end of July, almost in August. August now.
1: Yeah, yeah. Anything I for still, I don't think I have anything. I just, I think the summer was a lot of just.
0: August for me is when working. I got a job, like Did that's when I got hired again.
1: Yeah, I. Which was. Relieving. Didn't I think we? I mean, like we occasionally saw friends and got together and.
0: If you're counting, I went I without a job for four and a half months. Do anything. Yeah, which is a long time. It was a long. That was a long time. Really bored.
1: You were very boring. Yeah, it was a lot of like, what did you do today? Oh, nothing. Okay, well, well, I watched CPR and turned blue. My (laughs) other note
0: for August about after getting a job is that I went on a reading binge. Oh, (laughs) I read like seven books. Hmm. Like I read all the Percy Jackson books and some other ones, but like I remember that I just went like a week or two just. Got so bored, I just read a lot, which is, you know, a good thing to do. I haven't read since then.
1: During quarantine, I read all the Witcher book series, Mm. um, which I think maybe I finished that in like, maybe I finished that in August. But I read all those books. I um, used the library system here in Fort Wayne has a online app and you can borrow books through the app. And so that's how I borrowed. So I had to wait. I I almost bought all the Witcher books, and I was like, "No, that's ridiculous. I'm gonna just borrow it through the app." So I was like, doing a lot of phone time, but read the Witcher series. Very cool. I highly recommend it. But yeah, August, man, you got a job. We're starting for your job. Mm-hmm. Um, it was hot. <sighs> yeah. That was all. I think the we nice did. thing
0: about when I got my job, well. Like, being on the the Zoom call with the two principals is them telling me, like, they know that I was very much overqualified for this job. Mm, yes. And it was just nice to hear them say that we will support you to move forward. That like, if something comes up and you have to leave us, whether it's in the beginning or end of the year, like, we will send you out. Like, we will help you go where you need to go. Yeah. That was and really so cool. It was just... I mean, spoiler alert, like worked (laughs) out because I'm now going to be starting my new job as a full-time teacher. And that's with the help of those administrators. So they were a key part of telling. I've
1: been very impressed by all the administration that we've come into contact with here. Seemed really cool.
0: Yeah. So it's been nice. Yeah. Okay. Uh, August. Yeah. August is cool. Then we get into September.
1: September. So, um, we had a uh, I think you know, this was like a whole quarantine lesson for me. I've always been a very busybody, a very like, oh, let's go out, let's go do this, let's go out on a Friday night, let's grab drinks, let's go to this brewery. Um, and although uh, I always enjoy doing that with Ronwell, I'm also doing it with friends so I think quarantine taught me to stay at home and chill out and learn to love to be with Ronwell, and settle down a little bit um yeah, not,
0: for a long time Sandra's always <laughs> been a culprit of over scheduling herself
1: and just doing stuff I just like doing stuff you know and I, I was like whatever taking a break you've always been You've always been settled, Ronwell. I don't know why, but you have. At any rate, uh, September was when Ronwell and I, also our goal was to travel to Germany in December, which we knew because the coronavirus, that was never going to happen. But that we would decide to try and start a family. Mm-hmm. So I stopped my birth control journey um, and we started having some fun. And that was our decision in uh in se- in September. That's why it was memorable to me.
0: Maybe if maybe one day if any of my old prep students listen to this. <laughs> oh. I wrote it down so that they'll hear it. The oven was officially on.
1: The oven was officially <laughs> so if on. You, if
0: you know what that means, that's for you.
1: It's turned on. Yes,
0: um, correct. September was just memorable for me cuz that's when I started my job again so I was being around little kids. Mm-hmm. And uh Specifically, so because I had a teaching license, they asked me to sub, like as an emergency sub. So because I was in that building as an assistant already, I couldn't sub any time they needed a sub. I could only sub if they couldn't find one. And I would only sub if, like, as soon as I showed up, they would tell me. So I wouldn't really know until I got there. But the first day I subbed was a memorable one because I was in a fifth grade class where these kids... When they're with their normal teacher, they're great kids. They're not perfect, but they're like they respect her with the, the utmost amount of respect. Like they'll do anything for her as a teacher. But anytime there's another adult in that room, these kids are wild. <laughs> and it was quite the test of like, do I really want to go back to teaching children? <laughs> and it was a tough one. I eventually had to uh, sub again shortly after in that same room but i will say after two times in that room those kids trusted me more than any other so su- any other adult other than their main teacher in that room and so i feel like as much as that one day was very memorable in a bad way um it was necessary i needed it yeah it was it was good for me and it was good for those kids like yeah. it those kids don't trust a lot of adults for some reason in that room hmm. Kids,
1: man.
0: I was lucky enough to like gain the trust of all three fifth grade classrooms eventually. (laughs) But it was that that one was tough. But that's a memorable memorable part of September.
1: September. Okay. October. I think I have two in October. Two. 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 Okay. What's the two? The first memorable moment was first time in forever. Best friend's wedding. Oh yeah. Alyssa writer got married to Peter Leyland. And I was um, her maid of honor. And I've never been a maid of honor before. And she did a very hands-off wedding anyways. And plus she was planning a wedding during a pandemic, which was like incredibly weird. And I lived here in Indiana and she was having her wedding in Pittsburgh. But um, I got to meet all of her Pittsburgh friends that she's made since being an adult And, um, they are all super great, pretty cool. Um, I, uh, I had to do a maid of honor speech, which I actually had not prepared at all, um, in the beginning of that, which I felt a little bit bad for. But, um, during the day I was just trying to soak up all, all the great things. And I think I gave what was an actually pretty okay, uh, speech. There was something that struck me, which, um... The priest who had said the, the Mass... The thing is I barely heard it. It was a little weird. Oh, you the, were working on the sound portion yeah. of it because you were There was like a little the speaker speakers. there
0: in there, and like I had noticed that things were either not loud enough or starting to feed to, uh, feedback. so I like ran up and just took care of it. I was working it. on it. And so I missed all of your speech, best friend sound unfortunately.
1: Guy. But the thing that I said <laughs> everyone because... Everyone else got to get it, so that's good. During the Mass, the priest had said this thing about perfect love, and God gives perfect love, and how... Marriage is you entering into perfect love with your husband and God or your wife and God and whatever. And it really struck a tone with me because that made me angry. I mean, like, the things that you and I have learned over the past year has been, um, like, you quitting your job and us just dealing with that. Me getting a dog when you didn't want us to and us dealing with that. Is it, like, marriage and love and all that is not perfect so that's what I had said in my maid of honor speech was that I'm so happy for both Alyssa and Peter and I am still so happy for them they're absolutely perfect to one another but I wish them both an absolutely imperfect marriage because you can't have it all good all the time
0: (laughs) yeah it's how you move through those imperfect
1: times yeah and you've become great couple yeah so yeah that was fun so that was my first memorable moment okay My second memorable moment of October was finding out that I was pregnant. At the end of the month, Mm. I got out of the shower, and I thought that my boobs hurt just a little bit too much. And I took my first pregnancy test, which had the faintest of positive lines. And then I promptly went to work and was told that I was being floated to the COVID unit. (laughs) And I couldn't pipe up and say anything to my nursing leaders or nursing management because... I had just taken this pregnancy test and I was it was weird. So, it's fine. I've gotten through that. But mm. at any rate, yeah. There it is. What about your October run well?
0: Um I did not pick either of those things. That's fine. Which is silly. <laughs> <laughs> Considering, like, I should have picked the fact that you were pregnant as, like, one of things. Not, was at the things. You were not.
1: You didn't believe it because you yeah, didn't well, understand how pregnancy tests were. Yeah, which exactly. was fine. So I well, was really well, excited. Let's, but, let's,
0: well, let's talk about that. Because I found out that that is a pretty common reaction of men when they yeah, see the like, they don't pregnancy know. test. So, like, I, well, when you showed it to me and you said that, that faintest line there, to me it's, like, if it's a faint line, that's not, like... That's not a. It's not a definitive. Real yeah, You're there's like, nothing it's definitive not, about a it. faint line. Sure. But, um, so I was just like, "You're excited, but I don't understand this." Yeah. This doesn't I was look like. This like,
1: means I'm pregnant. He's I was like, like "Are whatever. you sure?" It's
0: like the line is barely there. So, um, come to find out, like you know, other people I know who have also gone through the process of like having children, like guys had, like those guys had the same exact reaction. Yeah. So, um. I mean, I also looked up information. That, like, no matter how faint that line is, if it's there or not, just means yes. Yeah. So it's plain now that I know that, you <laughs> know, I didn't, I, I, I get it. But like at the time, it's just like, and you I know, was it's, also
1: like on my way to work. Like I peed, and then I put my scrubs on, and then I was getting out the door to go to work. So like I was super excited, and I didn't have time to like even form words and explain to you what it meant. And yeah. So
0: that, and so. I feel like I just because I just didn't understand I wasn't excited enough. Um but also it's our it's our first time, so like I wasn't prepared for really anything. Like I didn't know how to be
1: excited? Yeah. I don't know. Like
0: That's let's fine. be honest. Everybody who listens to this knows how like I am pretty
1: down to earth and analytical and thoughtful and just Yeah. Won't I don't get have a dog a lot out of, of the outward emotions. Okay.
0: <laughs> so there's that. But my actual one that my memorable moment was uh, my Halloween costume.
1: Oh, yeah. Because I
0: thought I did an awesome job.
1: You did do a good job.
0: Uh, so, if you didn't see my Halloween costume, I dressed up as an airbender. <laughs> but if I were an airbender, yes. Not like Ronwell the airbender. Yeah. Not like an airbender from the show. So, like, typically when I go get dressed for work, I wear, you know, dress pants, dress shirt. Sometimes a tie, usually it's a bow tie, <laughs> but sometimes I won't wear a tie. But this time I wore all the colors that an airbender would wear. So mm-hmm. I had like maroon pants, I had an orange dress shirt, I had a gold bow tie. So it was all the same colors I needed. I've made uh, an airbender wooden necklace from like various things from Michaels for about $10. <laughs>
1: you were so excited to find those things. Yeah,
0: I, I made like I had already had all my clothing just from various times of acquiring them. So I, did, I bought ten dollars worth of stuff to make an awesome costume. Yep. And then on Halloween, like weekend, we had went to a party. Sandra unfortunately had to work, but um, she had hooked me up with some of her nice blue eyeshadow. Oh yeah. And I had literally took take <laughs> I took painters tape and
1: made, an, made arrow. an
0: arrow on my head so that I can pat in uh, <laughs> this eyeline uh, eyeshadow so yep. it would be a perfect arrow on my head and on my hands like into my hairline so it looked yeah. like you know i I had this as a tattoo and like an people batter. thought it was great <laughs> I, it looks like if you look at a uh, a picture like the arrows almost look like they were photoshopped but photoshopped well but it was actually on my head Legit. so that just becomes a memorable one because i thought i did <laughs> so a really funny. cool job on
1: it i didn't think about that yeah yeah
0: sweet and then, then I, that brings us up to november which is not oh. a good memory for
1: us. <laughs> Not good memories. So as magical as finding out that I was pregnant, I had the opposite of uh, the moment, which was uh, November 5th. It was a Thursday I woke up, and I had a bunch of cramping and um, some bleeding. and I, I thought it was sort of weird, but it's fine um and then i had some more cramping and a lot of bleeding and i messaged my provider which was a big jumble of miscommunication but um i had eventually determined that i was pretty certain i was miscarrying um
0: which was tough because
1: it was awful we
0: had <laughs> just the day before
1: that day oh that day that, that day,
0: day gone to take uh, we photos were, yeah. for our five-year anniversary. Yeah, and we had went and got out, got clothes so that we would wow. look nice. Mm-hmm. And our plan was to take these photos and give them to our like parents as a Christmas gift. Mm-hmm. And we had bought a onesie.
1: Yeah, that said best gift ever.
0: <laughs> and right before we left, we had decided not to take it with us.
1: Yeah. So, because
0: of the experience of you thinking that, like, I'm pretty sure I'm currently yeah. having a miscarriage, and it was just my goal was to make it so that let's just let's just enjoy our five year anniversary photo. Like, yeah, I, I know that this is tough, but like, initially this photo shoot was for us. Yeah, and it sounds selfish, but like we needed that like yeah, hour of time that. to just be <clears> us for again. Yeah because after that, it wasn't.
1: No. So if anybody uh, who is listening to this has experienced or does experience a miscarriage early in pregnancy, um, this was my experience, and I just want to talk about it because I think it's important for people to know because I didn't know. So it is common, uh, at least the multitude of internet searching and research studies and things that I looked up, was that it is common to bleed in your first trimester. So um, actually, Ron Wells co-teacher that he was working with as an assistant um did experience some bleeding in her first trimester and got checked out and yeah, it was fine both of them so. were
0: putting me in an emotional roller coaster yes. she would, <laughs> like, they were both like a week off from each other yeah so like she would tell me at school like hey i like she would i would see her crying and i'd say what's what's wrong she would tell me which is i told her later on i was like that's really kind and like big of you to tell mm-hmm. me such a personal thing when like we've barely been working together. It's like, I feel like that's really personal and I'm, I'm happy that you trust me enough to know these things. Yeah. And she's like, well, you are my co-teacher. Like if I don't tell you, then I don't know how to teach well. And I need you. Like we need to work as a team for these kids. So and then she was fine. She she, was had, fine. she like got to her doctor, and then the week later is when you started having this, and I was like, "Oh my
1: god!" <laughs> yeah. so this Ugh. is pretty rough. But so um, I kindly I texted Brownwell when this was happening, and I said, "Can I talk to her? Because I don't know what's normal." And I did. I also had a friend from work who was currently pregnant, and I said, "Did you ever have this? You know, the the beginning of that is just researching, like what's normal, what's not normal, like what am I? What's happening?" Um. And, uh, you know, I had gotten to the point of figuring out that what I was experiencing compared to those people around me was that it was not very normal. And so after I contacted my physician, she sent me to go get some lab work um, to get HCG, which is the human chorionic growth hormone, I think is what that stands for. But you're supposed to be at a certain amount um, each week that you've become pregnant. So I was at that point seven weeks pregnant, and my level was supposed to be like 4,000 or 1,000 to 4,000, some, like, thousands number. And um, uh, unfortunately, uh, due to our, our ability to have such access to our health care through an app, um, I got that blood level drawn around 4 p.m. and was felt like garbage all night and, you know, anxious and p- in pain. It was painful. Um and then I woke up at 1 a.m. and saw my result. And I had an HCG level of 20, which is nowhere near the number it's supposed to be. Um, and unfortunately, when I messaged them on Friday and said, I would really like to talk to somebody about this level, I'm I'm pretty sure I know what's happening. Um, no one would talk to me. A, a doctor could not Um, feasibly interpret that result because I needed another level drawn on that Saturday so they needed to trend this level to see you know, maybe it's going up and you just don't know it Uh, it's going down and here we are miscarrying so Saturday I woke up first thing in the morning got that level drawn and by the middle of the afternoon that level was five so I had gone down Um, which in my brain again understanding medicine and things is that I was miscarrying um So that was uh, really hard to self-interpret. And then my physician wasn't available on Monday. And finally, I had a virtual visit through the uh, chart app, my chart app on Tuesday, which confirmed that, yes, I did indeed miscarry. Um, But what, although it was such an awful experience, what I can definitely um, speak to is a lot of my coworkers and friends and people, um, we have a, a... a close couple friend who did experience miscarriage um, really unfairly, honestly, if I could just say that. Um, and they were a, an amazing support to both of us and to me. Um, I was supposed to work that entire weekend <laughs> as the rapid response nurse. And there's only one there's, you know, three of them that are scheduled on my shift or that I work with on my evening shift, but only one that's scheduled at a time. So trying to get that covered was, I was trying to figure out. And um, I also had some coworkers who had dealt with miscarriage because it is a very common thing. I think a lot of women know that these days, but it is a very hurt. It hurts a lot. So you don't talk about it all the time. But my manager, as soon as I had called her on Friday afternoon and said, I've, I'm trying to find someone to switch with. Can I just, I please, I, I just can't do this. And she said, Stay home. Don't worry about it. You will be off the whole weekend. Don't even give a second thought. So I'm so thankful for her to allow me that um, that time and not ask me to work because I was a basket case of emotions and thoughts. So yeah. had um, a coworker bring us dinner and a really kind gift because um, it was really hard. People checking in with me and it was great. It was just. Um, I I guess, you know, well, it was awful, (laughs) but, um, the people who were so kind and, um, thoughtful and helpful and my sister ended up coming out, um, from Toledo a a week or two later and visited and gave me some company and, um, yeah, just, it was a moment of November (laughs) which i think pulls us maybe into the next moment at the end of november but
0: well if it's okay with you i'd like to just i guess talk about my like experience of it
1: sure your side of it because yeah because i mean people don't
0: necessarily hear like i guess it's hard to say this like the father's point of view Mm -hmm. this is like it's a miscarriage like it's hard to say that i was a father in that perspective but um, you don't really hear he the the man's like experience cuz honestly like if we had to put you put us on a scale of what we experience you experience 100% of it yeah <laughs> and, and um unfairly x i, ex- I experienced like 25% of it Sorry, it's
1: just
0: my <laughs> It's fine. Like, you I I watched you more. Huh. <sighs> okay. <laughs> watching watched mourn it And I felt terrible because I couldn't ex- I didn't have that experience yeah. Like none of it was tangible to me yeah. So I didn't feel like I had lost anything Like I hadn't gained anything yet. Like yeah. to, to a guy Like it's not tangible until you see like a bump Yeah Right It's you not tangible until you or... get to the ultrasound and see it And this was way before that So like I had nothing
1: Yeah it's definitely harder. <laughs>
0: yeah. I mean. So, like, it's harder in a sense that I couldn't help you go through any of it because, like, I couldn't take this burden from you physically. I wanted to, but I can't.
1: Yeah. Oh, man. Sorry, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's well, a
0: very, uh, like, real look into our November. Yeah. <laughs>
1: And we don't have any tissues in our <laughs> recording studio. <laughs> um,
0: but I will say, before we get to this December, I want to say this. Like, we went, like, that's 11 months of 2020 of, like, <sighs> a lot of ups and downs. Like, Man. me not having a job, like, getting pregnant and being excited. And, like, within a month, like, having that being crushed. Yeah. But I will say that, well, looking at news and being in, like, a... Uh, A terrible down spiral of all the bad news that's in like all around the country. Um, One of the most uh, common things I saw on my Google news feed was just like talking about how um, more and more couples were divorcing or separating because of this time together from the quarantine. (laughs) Yeah. And I I 100% believe that this year made us closer.
1: Yeah, I would agree with that a lot. I think if I had all the plans of going out and seeing friends and going out on Friday nights, grabbing wine or drinks or whatever and just being the busybody that I've always been, it wouldn't have convinced me. I wouldn't without the quarantine and being at home and being with you and building a garden or planning to make a dog door in our backyard or having to walk two dogs at one time with each other, you know, um that uh inspired a lot of teamwork and Gave me a a sense of wanting to be home, wanting feeling that we could have enough fun in our kitchen, um, or in our basement making a puzzle or watching goofy things on Netflix or anything, you know. And it gave me a lot of. Uh, I've never felt that I not, I've always wanted to be a mom, but I haven't wanted to be stuck at home with. Because of my baby or because of something, you know, which sounds so silly. But for if you're a young person and you're like, man, I just want to go out and party and have fun and not feel connected, you know, um, you do, you will understand. Or mm-hmm. And for those who are parents and stuff, like you've already learned this lesson. But this quarantine had taught me the lesson that it's okay to slow down and just to chill out at home. And that when there's something that keeps you at home, it's because you really love it and i think that's what this gave me that reminder that like being at home with ronwell and i mean during quarantine we we bought like fun like alcohols and stuff and made drinks for each other i'd make the first drink you'd make dinner and then yeah, you would make the second drink Trend when, of
0: uh, mixology yeah
1: and then we would watch um you know try and find something lighthearted or funny or we watched the whole matrix series cuz we hadn't seen that since i don't know mm-hmm. we inappropriately watched it when we were in middle school and stuff like that so that um,
0: inappropriate. She means like when you're in middle school, you have no idea. Yeah, what's like going you on should be movie. watching in middle, in middle school. It means nothing um, to you when you're like 12 years old.
1: Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think we made it through all those 11 months of, of pandemic, global, political, uh, economic terror. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, personal, a little bit of personal drama, uh, which moves us on to December. Yeah. When I thought, it's going to sound gnarly at first, I thought I had COVID. <laughs> I went, wow, I'm so tired. And I just took like two naps on a Sunday and I'm still exhausted. And I feel achy and I felt like I had a fever, but I didn't have a fever. And so I reached out to my PCP via my charting app and just send up this I should go back and read the message. I probably sound crazy because I was terrified for having COVID. This was the second um, the second wave that happened right after Thanksgiving because everyone was a bunch of idiots and hung out with each other. Um, uh, which, anyways, was getting worse. COVID was getting worse and worse. So I was convinced that I had been exposed somehow to somebody. Um, and so I told him this and... He got back to me on Monday and said, let's do a virtual visit, like if you're available at like 1.15 today. And I worked at three o'clock. I said, yeah, sure. Okay. So I got on this virtual visit. I'm talking to him. He's great. I love my primary care physician so much. He is wonderful because he knows I'm a nurse. He knows I'm an ICU nurse. He knows that I self-assess myself all the time. And he goes, well, what do you think is happening? Like, what would you like to do? And I said, well, I think I need a COVID test. I'm just, I'm scared. I'm terrified. And he goes, I think that's totally appropriate. Like, let's do that. And then I said, but here's this other thing. (laughs) It's like, I am a married woman and I am still not having protected sex. And my boobs hurt a lot. So can we do a blood draw and check my HCG level? Because I might be pregnant. So I went to the office, got rapid COVID tested, drove to work. As soon as I got to work. I just sat in the parking lot waiting for the phone call, and they called me, and they said, you are a negative. Go to work. And I went, okay, great, thanks. So I walk into work, and then I'm sitting at dinner, and I decide to open my my chart app and look at my labs, and my HCG is back, and it's positive, <laughs> which <laughs> meant that I was pregnant. <laughs> so uh, that was... Man, that was the beginning of December. That was December third,
0: and that was, I'll, I'll, I'll just real quick because I guess it's getting long. Yeah, um, sorry. That was oh, a God, tough God, time yes. because, like, I will say at that point, because that was like a definitive number that I could see, and you had sent that to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like that time I was excited. Yeah, but unfortunately, you were not. No, and sucks. it's because. And it, I've explained this to many people, so, like, let me just take the chance to talk about it so you oh, don't sure. have to. Oh, sure. I'll let you explain it. That'd um, be great. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, like, it, I mean, it was tough to talk about our... our uh, miscarriage. Uh, miscarriage just through this podcast. So, like, imagine you had this miscarriage three weeks ago, and then you find mm-hmm. out again that you're pregnant again. Like... A lot of uh, trust issues. Yeah. You, it's a <laughs> lot of trust issues. You're, like... You're mourning a loss, and you're not ready to move on yet. Like, some people get ready to move on pretty quickly. Some people don't. And I know that, like, without you having to tell me that, like, it almost felt like it was unfair, right? That you just didn't have the time to to just be, like, to actually accept what happened. Mm-hmm. It's just the universe is like, forget about it. <laughs> You know, accept it now. Yeah. And it was unfair to you. Yeah. um, You had already like had this plan of like, okay, we'll wait a little bit longer. That way I can still process my feelings right now. You had wanted to get your COVID test since yeah. know, so it was being like, passed out for nurses and, and medical. I wanted to get my
1: COVID vaccine. Yeah, I got a bottle like, of wine. I mean, yeah. I miscarried. <laughs> I bought like two bottles of wine and was like, "This is what I'll drink during the holidays. This will be great. Everything will be fine. Yeah. <laughs> this will get me through my next period when I have it." And then
0: yeah, I <laughs> came. So I felt really bad because that, that that second time I was I finally felt like yeah I see it like this yeah is awesome. this is great. And, you have the opposite feeling. Yeah. And I initially. And yeah, initially. Yeah. And so I wanted to make sure that I was always supportive of your feelings because they are valid and you're the one experiencing this again. Like, yeah. For a pregnancy, a woman it's experiences really crazy, it 100%, <laughs> the man does not, unfortunately. Yeah. And I, it, it's unfair, and then, but that's what happens. But, um,
1: and then the nausea started. And yeah. That yeah. Was a whole and I will say. Other- if I had to
0: sum up December, moment. and it, it sums up to this of this one conversation that I had with my principal at my old school. Because I, like I mentioned earlier, I'm going to be going to a new school here tomorrow. <laughs> woo woo. Um, so I had applied for that this new job that I'm going to. I had interviewed uh, that the principal had called my old principal, said, hey, like, is there anything, any reason why I should not hire Runwell? And my old principal said, there's not one other than I don't want you to have him. <laughs> um, and then I got the call the next day that I got hired. And, you know, a week later, I said, hey, I need time off for this Friday. It was going to be our, not a week later, but, like, mm-hmm. I asked for the time. Mm-hmm. But weeks later, I had said I need this time off for Friday. Uh, just so you know, like, my wife's pregnant. This is going to be our first sonogram. And this was... the. Uh, the best thing that anyone could say she's like, Ronwell, this this is going to be your season. <laughs> the fact that she's like, you got a new job. You went from assistant to a full-time position. You and your wife are happy, and you're going to have a baby. And she's like, I wish the best for you. And it was just a great way to, like, start 2021.
1: Yeah. So.
0: So. Hopefully, <laughs>
1: <laughs> we'll have a lot better memorable moments. Yeah. In 2021. August will be the most memorable because that's when babies do. Yes. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's it, guys. That was 2020.
0: Yeah. An emotional roller coaster. Yeah. In its Everybody can
1: write their own emotional roller coaster of a podcast for 2020, I, I believe, because we all had a lot of ups and downs. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, But yeah, so uh, thanks for listening. Yeah. Sorry we got so serious there, but it's all good. It's
0: okay if we got serious because I also want to mention this. And it was, we mentioned that we had really great support during that time. Yeah. And I mentioned this when I had announced to friends, like, hey, this miscarriage happened. Um, I mentioned that, hey, if some of you who are not at that life stage yet and you go through this, please don't be afraid tell us and talk to us if you need it so we had that which
1: helped a lot
0: if you so much when you go through it you feel like you're alone yeah and then you find out that other people have gone through it and it's such a weird taboo that people don't talk about yeah and I mean we I feel like we were kind of a culprit of it like not wanting to talk about it at first I mean it's hard
1: it's just sad but you don't want to talk about sad news but if you need to
0: if you need the support let us know We are good listeners and good support for each other and for our friends. So we'll be there for you.
1: So we hope everybody a happier memorable moments of 2021. And until next time. Talk to you soon. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.